today we're going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. It says this, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So we're going to talk about faith today, hope next week. Then we're going to pause uh, for a couple weeks, talk about favor, and then we're going to talk about love in February. So let's just pray one more time, and then we'll jump into the message. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much um, for your faithfulness, God, uh, to this church. God, your faithfulness to my life, to my family, to the people in this room, God. I pray that you would just... uh, God, speak through me today. Lord, you know what each and every person came in this building carrying, the, the, the weight that they're carrying, the burden that they're carrying. God, you know that I can't speak to each and every one, but I know you can, Holy Spirit. So I pray that you would do your job. We thank you for that, God. We want to leave here changed, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone said. Amen. Amen. Hey, do we have any ranch people in the house? Like not like ranch, like a ranch style people, like people that like ranch in their food. Anybody like ranch? Ranch. Ranch dressing. I'm a big ranch dressing. Like I love it on my pizza. Come on. I love it on my my hamburgers. Uh, I love it on I love it on everything. Like I don't like it on salads, but I, no, no joke. But I love like I love ranch and so I'm always down for a good ranch dressing. In fact, I, I judge restaurants based off of their quality of ranch. It's just, it's what I do. And, and, and blue cheese is good too, but ranch is, is and, and so, so I'm telling you this because the other day I'm, I'm, uh, I'm deep frying some chicken wings. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, not air fry like deep fry. Uh, I know we live in Sonoma County, but your boy's deep frying. And so, so I'm deep frying some wings, and I'm like, man, I, I have to have some ranch with these wings. And so someone had introduced me to the Hidden Valley packets of, of ranch, you know, the powder stuff that you put in and, and you mix it yourself. Um, and so, so I had this ranch, and for any of you, of you that have ever made these ranch packets, you know that the base or the foundation of the ranch packets is mayo. You got to have the mayo. And not all mayo is cr- created equally, guys. Let me just say that. And so, so here I am. I have these wings in the fryer. I, I'm about to make this ranch dressing for my wings. And I realized that the base ingredient that I needed that I didn't have. I realized that I had a little bit of Miracle Whip blah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I had some sour cream. And so I'm like, well, this will work, right? So I put it together and I mix it. I let it chill for a little bit. The wings come up. They're crispy. I put them on my plate. I cut up my carrots, my celery, um, and then I get my ranch, and I'm I'm about to dig in. I'm excited to dig in. I dip dip it. Just come on. It's all on the wrist, y'all. It's all on the wrist. And so like I'm dipping. And I'm like, like it was disgusting, like, it was so gross. Like, I'm like, what is happening to this ranch? And I taste it again. Like, Cool Whip, or Cool Whip, Miracle Whip is nasty by itself. But it, like, it makes, unless y'all like Cool Whip here, or Miracle Whip, you're, you're welcome in this place. We love you. We're not judging, but it's disgusting. And 
And so like I'm, I'm eating this thing and I'm like, oh man, this is gross, but I'm trying to stomach it because I'm hungry. And, um, and I just, I'm like sitting at this bowl of ranch and I, I feel like I'm looking at this ranch like a disappointed father and a kid, right? Like, where'd you go wrong? <laughs> you know, like I'm looking at this ranch and, and I realize that, that my, the quality of the ranch was only as good as the base of the ranch, the foundation of the ranch. And here's why I'm telling you this, not because I'm trying to, uh, to get you to make your own ranch, but, but because I, I want you to understand that foundation base is everything. Like the foundation is everything. And so as we talk about faith today, um, I, I want us to, to, to look at faith because here's the deal. I believe that God has so much for you guys and for myself and for this church in 2022. I feel like God just has, like, and I just want us to have faith for what God wants to do uh, in this year. But, but in order for that to happen, I really believe that we have to have the correct uh, understanding of faith. And so, so faith, there, there's two aspects of, of faith. Um, it's, it's, it's both one thing, but there's two aspects of it. The first aspect of faith is the expectation of faith, okay? So, so we all have like this expectation of faith. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is what I want to call the foundation of faith. So let's break those down. The expectation of faith, uh, the author of Hebrews writes this in Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So expectation of faith is the aspect of faith that gets most of our attention. The expectation of faith is, 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 is what most of us, when it comes to faith, this is what we really focus most of our attention on. Like, I have faith for that job. I have faith for that car. I have faith for that relationship. I have faith, uh, whatever that is in your context, the expectation of faith is what we typically spend most of our time on. The expectation of faith. What I'm expecting in faith. Now, the second part, the foundation of faith, it's not as popular. But this is the, this is the aspect of faith that your expectation of faith is built on. Let me say that again. The foundation of faith, it's not the, the one that we spend the most time on, but it is the one in which your expectation of faith grows out of. And so, so there's two aspects of faith. We have the expectation of faith, and then we have the foundation of faith. And, and your ability to have faith is rooted in something. Did you realize that? So like when you're like, I have faith for that car, I have faith for that house, I have faith for health, I have faith. What, like whatever your expectation of faith is, it's rooted in something. Thank you, Joe. It's rooted in something. Your expectation of faith is rooted in something. Some, for some of us in here, it's, it's rooted in your ability. It's rooted in your resources. It's rooted in what you can comprehend. But, but, it's, but it's built on something. And so this morning, here's kind of the big idea, just in case you zone out this morning. Here's the big idea, that your expected faith is only as good as the foundation in which it's built upon. So your expected faith is only as good 
as what the foundation of your faith is. See, here, here's the goal, that you and I, that we would, that our expected faith would be rooted in something that is able to sustain it. That's the goal. So in our context, I would say that, that, um, that the best foundation of faith that you can build on is Jesus, okay? So is, is the belief of who Jesus is and the trust in what Jesus has done. Like, that, that, in fact, that's Christianity, right? That's Christianity one-on-one. Christianity is built on that very idea. We read it in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. For you are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And so when I build my faith on the foundation of who Jesus is, it empowers my ability to begin to walk by faith. So there's a correlation. Let me say it this way. When the correct faith is established in me, I can begin to have faith for things around me. I'll say that again. When the correct faith is established in me, I can begin to have faith for things around me. But here's the problem. A lot of us, myself included, we get this backwards. We spend so much time on the expectation of faith without ever developing the foundation of our faith, that when things happen, all of a sudden we're like, man, this thing's broken. This faith thing is broken. Have you ever been there? And so, like, we get it backwards, but, but my, ex, my expected faith, like, like the point is that we, we begin to build our foundation of faith so that when, it's, when life starts chipping, chipping away at our faith, when, when things don't happen the way that we want it to happen, when things aren't turning out in the time frame that we want it to, like we can still stand firm in our faith because our faith is founded on a good foundation. Like that's the goal. And what I've realized is that, for, uh, that if we're not careful, what can happen is, is we, will, we will have these expectations of faith but because we don't have it rooted in a good foundation of faith, when, when things happen, like we, we, start, we start just getting frustrated. And then for some of us, and here's kind of like where the issue lies, is for some of us when that happens, all of a sudden, ma'am, I, I, begin to, I begin to lose faith for things in the future. I begin to lose faith for things that, that I want to see happening. And so, so the goal this morning is, is that we can just build a strong, firm foundation, a faith foundation on Jesus so that we can plant our expectations of faith on that strong foundation. We good? So uh, I want to give you just three ingredients to building your foundational faith in Jesus. And then we're going to, uh, I'm going to have Pastor Paul come up. We're going to do communion and then we're, we're going to be done. But three ingredients to building your foundational faith in Jesus. Number one is this, humility. Humility. Let's read this, John chapter 3 and verse 30. This is uh, John the baptizer. He says this, he must become greater, he being Jesus, must become greater, and I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth 
and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. So let's just do a little recap what's happening. John the baptizer is kind of a big deal. Like he, he, he's become, or he, he's gained this following of people that, 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 that just would follow him around. And, and John the baptizer would go around and he would baptize people. And uh, so one day John the baptizer is in this river and he's, bapti- he's doing his thing. He's baptizing people. And then all of a sudden, one of his followers comes to him, and they're like, John, John, there's this guy right down the river, and he's baptizing people as well. well like, we find out that the person that's baptizing down there is, is Jesus. And so they, they, they're coming, and they're like, John, like this guy, Jesus, he, he's stepping in your territory. This, this guy, Jesus, he, he's like, he's cramping your style, John. What, what should we do? And John's response is, that's amazing. Because I have to become less so that he, beca- so he can become greater. He's like, I need to become less so he, so he can become greater. And, and so what I want us to see is that John is relinquishing his authority because he understands that there's a higher authority. John's relinquishing his authority because he understands that there is a higher authority. He says, the one who comes from heaven is above all. I can never recognize another's authority if I'm not first humble enough to acknowledge my limitations. I can never recognize another's authority if I am not first humble enough to acknowledge my limitations. Listen, we have to get to the place where we realize that I have limitations. Like, you have limitations. That's not very positive, John. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I am positive you have limitations, and I have limitations. Like, we have to get to this place where we understand, like, it, like, there has to be less of me and more of Jesus. In 2022, could, could we live with the mindset, like, there has to be less of me, less of my desires, and more of Jesus. Like, less of what I want, Jesus, more of what you want. Less of what, less what I'm hoping for, Jesus, but more, more of what you are, of who you are. Get into this place of, of living with humility as we're building our foundation of faith. So number one, first ingredient to building your foundational faith in Jesus is humility. Number two is this, trust. Trust. So scripture is full of promises, right? Scripture is full of promises and faith expectations. You look all throughout scripture, there's, there's promises after promise. For, for you and for me. But those expectations hinge on our ability to trust. Who, who are we trusting? Who are you trusting? In Psalms 93, uh, the author writes this, The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than mighty waves of the sea. So I want us to think about this verse. The Lord on high is mightier. So the, the author, the psalmist, he, he, he's painting this idea that, that God is, is mightier than the waves. 
is mightier than the storms. And this is, this is what the psalmist is, is, is painting. That he, he's, he's trying to let us know, like, hey, that, that, that God is, is mightier, is stronger than the waves. Is mightier, is stronger than the storms. And on paper, man, that looks really good. On paper, it, it's like, yeah, yeah, like that's amazing. I, I, I want to, I, like, I don't want to, like, I want God to be stronger than my storms. I want God to be stronger than my waves. And, and in theory, this looks amazing. On paper, it looks amazing, but that's only as good as your and my ability to trust it. Like, it's only as good as your and my ability to step out and to trust that God is, in fact, mightier than the storm. That God is, in fact, stronger than, than, than the, the winds and, and the waves that I'm going through. And really, the way that we build trust was two things. Familiarity and, cons and consistency. Familiarity and consistency. Like, I will never be able to trust something that I'm not familiar with. And, like, that's, that's the base of trust, is familiarity. And then it's built on consistency. Like, I, I want to have trust in someone that I'm familiar with. Hey, shameless plug, 21 days of prayer. Is a great way to start a familiarity with who Jesus is. It's a great way to build the consistency of what Jesus wants to do in your life. And so we're talking about three ingredients to building your foundation in faith. The first one is humility. The second one is trust. And number three is this, desperation. Desperation. And we can have the keys come up. Desperation. Now, I know that that desperation has like a negative connotation in culture today, right? Like, uh, he's so desperate, right? Like, she's so desperate. And like there's this there's this connotation of just like of, of, of desperation being such like a, a bad thing. And and maybe it is in, in with some relationships. Let's I'll drink to that. But can I propose you? that the correct posture that I'm supposed to have when it comes to my relationship with Jesus is that is one of desperation. Can I propose to you this morning in 2022, the correct posture that us as a church should have is one of desperation. Becoming desperate for more of who Jesus is more of what Jesus wants for you and for me. Becoming desperate. And so I just got a couple reasons for desperation. Uh, number one is because we see it in Scripture. There's a story of this guy, Jacob, and uh, he begins to wrestle. Like, Scripture says that he's like wrestling with God, straight WWE, like wrestling, wrestling with God. And uh, there's this point in the scripture where, where, where God is like, hey, like, let go. <laughs> stop. Chill. Just, just stop. Let go. Stop it. And uh, Jacob 
desperation moment, he's like, I will never let go until you bless me. Like, think about that. He's wrestling, and, uh, and he's like, man, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Desperation. God, I'm so desperate for a touch from you. God, I'm so desperate for more of you. We see it in Scripture. Another reason for us to be to show this desperation is, is because Jesus actually said it. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, this is Jesus, one of his on this uh, Sermon on the Mount. He says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Think about that. Jesus is like, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, that idea of righteousness is important because, listen, the only reason you or myself are made righteous is through what Jesus does in our hearts, in our lives. And so Jesus is like, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Who is righteous? There is none righteous but Jesus. He's like, He's speaking to these people. Like, let's put it into perspective. It's like if I'm like standing up here and I'm like, hey guys, I need you to be hungry and thirsty for me. That's a weird statement. And yet this is what Jesus is, is asking the people, the crowds that he's, that he's speaking to. He's like, hey, I want you to be hungry and thirsty. I want you to be desperate. There's something about desperation that I believe moves the heart of God in our life. So reasons for desperation says so in the word. Jesus says it. And here's the last reason why we need to be desperate for more of God. It's because I can't do anything apart from Jesus. That may be the most important thing. Watch, here's what Jesus says in John 5, verse 15. He says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. So he's establishing, right? Like he's establishing who's important, or, or excuse me, the hierarchy, if you will. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Okay, so... That's amazing, right? Like, I don't have to be number one in order to produce fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Like, I can rely on, on who Jesus is, and that's when my life produces something. And then Jesus says this, this really just, uh, like, it could be, anyways, here, we'll just read it. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Think about that. Jesus, he's talking to his homies. And he's like, he's like, hey, I am the vine, you are the branch. If you remain in me, your life will produce a whole bunch of fruit. Yeah! But, apart from me, you can do nothing. God, like, I need to become so desperate for you.
Like this, we, got, we have to become so desperate for who Jesus is, the things of Jesus. See, some of us, we tried to do things apart from Jesus. In 2020, 2021, like we tried to do things on our own. We said, God, you are the branch. I am the vine. And we tried that. And it may have worked for a little bit. It may still be working out now. But it's not sustaining. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branch. Abide in me. And you will bear much fruit. Come on, this year, like, I want us to walk full of faith. But in order for that to happen, we have to have the correct foundation of faith. And we do that by building it up through humility, trust, and desperation. Church, can we just walk in humility today? Could we walk in trust today? Could we walk in desperation today?